everyone, and welcome to episode 23 of the Badland Girls October Spooktacular. I'm Haunted Rhea. And I'm uh, Vampiric Destiny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. I did not tell her I was doing this. It just came to me on a whim as I was sitting here recording. So I had the yes and. Yes, you always yes and really well. So it's it's never a problem. I'm never like fearful. I'm like, well, if I do something stupid, Destiny will just hate me forever. You always pick up pick up what I'm dropping, even if what I'm dropping is bullshit. <laughs> That's true comedy partner love. <laughs> Uh, how are you this week? I'm good. Um, just watched a shit ton of movies. I'm really excited to talk about them with y'all. Oh. Uh, doing some witchcraft. Just enjoying fall. I am glad to hear it. Uh, before we get into the movies, I do want to do a really quick plug for uh, three of our artist friends who are currently participating in uh, Drawloween, Drawtober, and uh, you can check out their work on their Instagrams, which is uh, our friend Bruce, which you can find him on Instagram as Bruce McCorkendale, and then our friend Tracy, who is at Instagram at Mockingbird, and then our friend Rob, who is on Instagram as Rob under slash uh, Bloom, which I will link all of these on our on our web page too. But uh, they're all doing really terrific work. Uh, some of you may know Bruce for uh, doing the Art House Muppet series a couple Halloweens ago. It's his last year doing it for a whole month. And uh, every year has always been a delight looking at his work. <laughs> I just saw today the 400 Croaks poster. <laughs> Did you I love it? Th- I, I thought it was so inventive. I love it. Yeah. I love the Muptober. It's such a good time. Yeah, uh, our tr- friend Tracy is doing Ducktober, where she's yes. drawing a bunch of uh, cartoon ducks, which is fun. She just did Magica de... Oh, what the heck is her name? I forget. It's She's from DuckTales. I don't know my okay. DuckTales lore very well. Magica I don't remember spell? it. Yeah. I, probably. I remember Launchpad, because I loved Launchpad for some inexplicable reason. She just did a launch pad, so that's yeah, appropriate. Yeah, I saw. I saw that, and I was like, ooh, I might have to get a copy. <laughs> yeah. And then Rob is doing characters he's never drawn before, and his last three I really loved. He did Moana, he did Spike Spiegel, and he did animated Beetlejuice. Yeah, those are really fucking good. So yeah, Rob's uh, give amazing. those... Oh, yeah, he is. Give those peeps a follow. If you would like to see more of their work and just follow them in general, because they're good people. Friends of mine, they could be friends of yours. (laughs) Badland girls. (laughs) Wow. I don't know why I said it in like old timey radio voice. I liked it, though. Thank you. All right, Destiny, I'm I'm deathly curious. What are your movies? (laughs) I have six movies to talk about. Okay, so on the 10th. I watched Hellraiser, which I've seen before, but I I couldn't remember it very well. And there was a lot of talk because they just casted a new Hellraiser to be in a reboot of Hellraiser. And 
so there was all this Hellraiser talk on my Twitter feed. And it's so I'm like, I'm going to watch that. So I watched it. And my one sentence review of Hellraiser is. Uh, pain really is pleasure. I'm just thinking these off the top of my head. Uh, <laughs> my one sentence review of Hellraiser. As I'm like, is this pleasure? Because I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, on the 11th, I watched possibly the most disturbing movie I've ever seen. Mm. Just upsetting. Uh, the Poughkeepsie Tapes. Oh, what is this? I don't know anything about this. It's about a serial killer who changes his MO constantly. Like he starts out like doing things to kids and then he changes and starts kidnapping people and torturing them and 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 he leaves these tapes behind of him terrorizing his victims for the fbi and it's a mockumentary about them finding the tapes and showing the footage on them to like classes and they reveal at the end they haven't even caught the guy yet and it was just sick i don't know about that movie uh my one sentence review of it is there are things i chose not to see Mm. In the Poughkeepsie tapes. Uh, just upsetting. Uh, so I don't even know if I recommend that one. If, if you're like sensitive to any sort of just awful shit, <laughs> don't watch it. Um, then on the 12th, I watched a 2019 version of Carmilla. Um... Actually, I'm going to double check that date. 2017, I believe. Nope, nope. That's a different movie called The Carmilla Movie. <laughs> oh my God, there's so many. There are so many. My goodness. I just want this movie. Okay, yes, I was right. 2019. Um, this one was really, really subtle. It was directed by Emily Harris. It. I don't even know if I would call it a straight up horror film. It's more of a coming of age sort of thing with some blood in it, you know, um, very classy, very British. I liked it, but it was a bit of a slow burn and it's more about just sort of burgeoning teenage sexuality than it is about anything mm -hmm. like related to vampires. Um, like that one Jean Roland movie. <laughs> ah yes like most of those John Roland movies <laughs> uh, my one sentence review of Carmilla is I think I prefer my lesbian vampires trashier mm. what a sentence <laughs> I love it <laughs> um 13th I watched The Slumber Party Massacre <laughs> Yep, directed by Amy Jones, written by Rita Ray Brown. Um, this is a movie that I overthink it sometimes, and I'm like, is this movie really feminist? I don't know. And then, like, I wa I sit down and I watch it, and I'm like, who the fuck cares? It's so funny and fun and just stupid, and I love it. I love Slumber Party Massacre. Um, my one-sentence review is... Uh, come for the early slasher vibes... And stay for the laughs, because it's hilarious. Mm. <laughs> These one-sentence reviews are really zippy, I know. Um, 
Do you like that movie? I do. I uh, got my hands on it before it was readily available to everyone else. So I uh, <laughs> I really do like it. That's awesome. Yeah, it's great. It's it's a classic. It's one I, uh, I think I'm going to try to watch it every year because it makes me really happy. Oh, uh, it's it's really funny. It's just so funny. It um, is really funny. I like that about it. Yeah, like that character that eats the pizza off the dead body and she's like, eating <laughs> helps me calm down. I feel better already. <laughs> <laughs> it's just goofy. Um, on the 14th, I watched what might be the worst movie I've had to watch for this <laughs> project, which was a 1999, I believe, direct-to-video film called Witch House. Okay. What is I, this about? It's about a group of college friends who have a spooky, witchy, gothy friend who invites them all over to her house that is also spooky, witchy, and gothy. And she tells them it's for a party, but it's really so they can do this group ritual to bring back the spirit, the vengeful spirit, I might add, of her like great, 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 great grandmother or aunt or whatever who was a witch who was burned at the stake and she's like killing them off one by one. And uh, the only thing interesting and redeeming about it is I like the depictions. I like various depictions of witches in fiction. Just, I think it's fascinating. And um, this is a good example of like an ugly, mean, vengeful witch. Uh, But it was a terrible movie. (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) Just, the special effects were good for like a cheap cheapy, but I swear there were some boom mic shots in this. Oh hell yes, give me that <laughs> shit. Yeah. Fuck, that sounds amazing. Yep, Witch House the sequel. Uh, I streamed this on Night Flight Plus. Uh, the sequel Witch House Two also on Night Flight Plus <laughs> for the <Okay>. curious. <laughs> and then yesterday, the fifteenth, the last movie I'm going to talk about is James Wan's Saw. Oh, the original that started it all. Yes. Now, I have a confession to make. Uh, just, and, and this will kind of be brought up later when we talk about horror franchises. This is a franchise I've only seen the first movie of. I, uh, and I didn't like it when I first saw it. I, I was a huge snob when this movie came out in 2004 and I was like, I'm not watching that. That doesn't look good. Um, and then my mom and my sister, one of my sisters, talked it up. And so I rented it at Blockbuster. And I watched it. And I was just like, that's it. <laughs> but <laughs> upon rewatch, it's, like, really funny. It's got a lot of great, like, super dated editing. A uh, lot of, like, we watched The Matrix and we're just going to edit movies like The Matrix. I mean, it, it, they weren't the only movie doing that back then. But it's a good example of a movie that does that. Um, it's a good movie. I don't know what else to say. Uh, my one sentence review of Saw is, uh, the scariest thing about that movie is how yucky that bathroom is. Because <laughs> I am a germaphobe. And I have nightmares about dirty bathrooms. Like, that's how bad my germophobia is. See, that's what saved you during the COVID-19, though. (laughs) It's keeping me healthy. Yeah. 
But yep, those are my movies. If you have any recommendations, uh, email us at battleandgirls at gmail.com and um, I will I will take those into account. I don't really want to watch anything as disturbing as the Poughkeepsie tapes again, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but I'll gladly take another uh, something in the vein of a slumber party massacre or even... Um, or even a Carmilla, <laughs> like an artier, classier thing. <laughs> okay, cool. What was the last movie you watched, my friend? Uh, the last movie I watched is a slasher film that is on Netflix called There's Someone Inside Your House. That's a great title. Uh, this is based off a YA slasher novel that came out a couple years ago. And it takes place in rural Nebraska. And it's about a young girl with a, uh, a um, terrible secret. And she moves to Nebraska to kind of avoid the fallout from her hometown of Hawaii. Her Honolulu, I think. And then um, uh, all of a sudden, all of her classmates uh, start having their secrets aired to the little town. And then as they were getting brutally murdered... So it is up to her and her little group of friends to figure out who is doing this and why. I actually liked the movie way better than the book. Uh, I thought it was better paced. You can tell that it was inspired uh, by these recent horror films that are kind of being uh, uh, like, like um, I guess I guess a good example would be like inspired by like Get Out, which of course was inspired by like, you know, Twilight Zone and stuff. But like there's this new kind of like Gen Z uh, type of horror film that really is focusing on like the intersection of like social politics with horror. And um, that's not an old, that's not a new concept by any means, but I'm seeing a resurgence of it. I saw the same thing with the Fear Street uh, trilogy that they, that Netflix had earlier this year. And uh, I'm enjoying it. I like it. You should watch Spiral. Uh, is that the gay one that you told me about? Yes. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's about this gay couple that moved to this small town, and the small town has a secret. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also uh, started watching a couple TV shows. Well, I started watching uh, Haunting of Hill House. Uh, and I need I only to watch one... that. Yeah, I only watched the first episode, but I like it so far. And there is a Disney Plus uh eight episode series uh, called Just Beyond, uh, which is executive produced by R.L. Stein, And these are more just like uh, coming of age stories with a supernatural bent. I wouldn't say any of them are really scary, but I have found all of them really poignant and I enjoyed the series very much. Cool. I'm going to have to check it out. Yeah. I uh, want to watch Haunted of Hill, Haunting of Hill House, but I'm probably going to wait until after October just because I have so many movie obligations. Totally get it. Uh, but I love Mike Flanagan. He's mm, Yeah, he's, he's good. Just, he's good shit. He's so good. <laughs> um, uh, but let's move on to... Aw, Batland girl. That's, that's my, jam. my jam. Destiny, what is your jam? Uh, so, <laughs> last week Rhea asked me what my favorite 80s song was and I was like Computer Blue by Prince which led to me just listening to a fuck ton of Prince the whole week yeah 
Oh, so my jam today is Erotic City, which is, (laughs) it's a B-side, I believe it's on the B-side to Let's Go Crazy, the 1984 single, and it's just a straightforward song about fucking. Mm, Yeah. It's a a groove. Good. It's a groove. (laughs) Sometimes you just gotta dance. I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta (laughs) dance. I get it. That's a good one. I'm glad that... This puts you on a prince kick. That's always a good oh, kick to go on. It is a good time. I highly recommend it to those yes. who haven't really done it before. <laughs> just, yeah. just dive in. Start with like, if you're not sure where to start, the Purple Rain album is a perfectly cromulent place to start and then just go from there. Listen to old stuff. Listen to new stuff. It's all good. Mm-hmm. Agreed. What's uh, your jam, Maria? Oh. My jam is uh, True Seekers by Sleigh Bells. I've liked Sleigh Bells for a really long time, and they had a new album come out called Texas with an I. And um, it's uh, they're, they're like the perfect mix of like that Andrew WK crunchy guitar and just like really good beats, uh, kind of like electronic beats. And uh, I love this song. It's kind of like a chill a chill wave kind of like pop song and it it brings me peace and i love it cool i haven't listened to sleigh bells in years i'm gonna have to pick that up and give it a listen yeah i like their first two albums a lot and then i kind of dropped off around their third and fourth album but uh they got me back with this one this one was really good awesome yeah good times it's fun when you can rediscover an old favorite yeah uh, before we get into uh, our vegan meat and vegan potatoes continued, our leftovers, if you will, um, <laughs> I, I did want to ask you uh, something non-Halloween related, and that is, what did you think about this Animal Crossing update they announced? Oh, I... Okay, so essentially, for those of you not in the know, they announced they're pretty much adding everything people complained about not being in Animal Crossing to Animal Crossing, like gyroids and Brewsters. And uh, then they're they're adding a bunch of new furniture. Like they're just doing a huge update. Um, You probably know more, but I didn't actually watch the direct. So I got like uh, some screenshots sent to me that morning. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah, I'll go into it a little bit. But yes, Destiny uh, pretty much got the gist of it. Uh, Basically... Um, they added a lot of new leaf kind of stuff to uh, New Horizons. So it goes a lot all of that... the way. F- oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say a lot of that stuff predates New Leaf even. Oh, okay. New Leaf is yeah. the only one I'm familiar with because that was the first <laughs> one I played. That's okay. Um, uh, so it's like, a, so it goes all the way up from like Brewster, who is a pigeon that serves coffee in a coffee shop, all the way down to... Uh, villagers will now invite you to their house and show up at your house. And yes. So it, it looks like a really great update. And I'm really excited because it's enough of an update that it will get me fully back into Animal Crossing. So I'm really excited that they did this. Yeah. And, um, I'm going to, uh, you're going to have to help me clean up my island, delete it because I'm coming <laughs> back. Didn't I do that once? I, did I, I don't did know I? if you've done that for me. I, I know my roommate has. My roommate Josh has done that for me. But I don't. maybe you have, like, when you visited. I don't remember. Okay, I think I did it for Tracy. 
Because I was just like, I'm going to pick up all these weeds. And then when I left, she said all her villagers, all they talked about was like, man, Rhea really loves weeding. (laughs) That's really cute. So. Yeah. I don't want to start all over again because I love my villagers too much. But. Yeah. I probably will play. Probably not a full year again, but maybe play some of the months I missed when uh, when I left. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to play a full year again. Um, They also are adding DLC content which is basically happy home designer um, kind of like piggybacking on top of uh, your island life. And um, so you're going to an island and you're designing people's dream vacation homes. And then there's the same stuff that happy home designer had, like uh, you remodel the school, the a restaurant, the hospital. And then, um, but it goes even further than that because some of the uh, like house some of the house um, improvements, if you buy the DLC, you can do on your own island, like making partitions and uh, putting up pillars and different height counters. And then also you can convince your own villagers to go get their dream house. And if you do that, you can remodel their own home on your own island, which I thought was kind of cool. That is um, cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. There was a lot of little things too, just like specific New Horizon things that kind of grinded my gears a little that they're fixing with um a campsite on harv's island was harv the campsite guy in new leaf yeah he they released an expansion uh after new leaf had been out a couple of years and harv was the guy you'd go to he wasn't at your campsite he was at a separate rv park yes and you would use your amiibo cards sorry yeah that's okay uh and you would use your amiibo cards to have people come visit you yeah, so they're doing the RV park um, in New Horizons, and what they're doing is that, uh, well, Harriet is there, and she's going to teach you new hairstyles, and um, on top of that, you can also, like, eventually end up inviting all of the rotating guests to your um, island, so, like, Sahara, Kix, um, Red, hell- Red. And then, and, uh, and they will just be there all the time, which is really helpful if you've tried to collect art and stuff like that. And then That's also, cool. uh, Cyrus and Reese will be there and they'll do like, um, they'll reholster, I forget what it's called, remodel some of the island shit that you got as standard that you couldn't have like remade. So like, if oh, let's say you got you can like customize a yellow, stuff. Yeah. So let's say you got like a bright yellow white lighthouse and you're like, I hate this. You can now take it to them and they can you can do it in a different color. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's like little stuff like that because I think what I think what um Nintendo was expecting, maybe, I don't know, this is just my theory, is I think they were expecting a lot more people to like interact and like visit each other, um, and like trade stuff. And I'm just like, that is a part of it. But like most of the time, Animal Crossing is a pretty solitary game. And yes. uh, even, I mean, I have, I'm lucky enough to have friends that I can trade stuff with, but I don't even do that all the time. You know? No, I, you do it when you first start playing like crazy because people have so many different things that you don't have. Yeah. But after a while, it just becomes kind of a solo experience. Like I stopped visiting people, even in New Leaf, um, 
like I got when I started to replay it, I got really into finding people on discords to visit and stuff. And after a while that petered out. Yeah. So I think that they like, yeah, it does have a little social element, but then at the same time, it's also just like a kind of a solo experience. Oh, also Captain's back. And yeah, Captain. Yeah. And he'll take you some places. So anyway, I'm excited. Um, I, I was like squealing during this update uh, that I was watching during a work meeting. Don't tell anybody. Shh. <laughs> and, That's why uh, I had to wait for, or get screenshots because I was also in a work meeting. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, um, I'm excited for it. And that is our little Animal Crossing aside. It drops November 5th. So all of our Animal Crossing friends, I might be visiting soon. Right on. All right. Well, let's get into our leftovers. So... Uh, when we last left off, we had just finished talking about going through all the Jasons <laughs> and how, uh, what a roller coaster that was of ups and downs and what we like. But was there a specific franchise that you wanted to start out with today to talk about? I um, wanted to give special shout out to a trilogy of films that you and I both love, the Evil Dead films. Yes. Uh, I love just, those yes, they're, they're so funny and like, just, I love the practical effects and how shitty everything looks, but it's also really cool and just original, just true original. Agreed. I agree a hundred percent. I grew up with Evil Dead 2 which uh, was a, is very near and dear to my heart, and it is my favorite horror movie of all time. But I love all of them, and uh, they all really complement each other very well. And, uh, you know, I got a kudos to Sam Raimi for really going balls-to-the-wall splat stick as the movies continued on, and he really carved out a genre, and I, I appreciate Definitely. him for that. Definitely. But yeah, those movies are all great. I know Army of Darkness has its detractors, but when you like sit and let yourself enjoy it, it, it's it's such a good time. I make it sound like it's hard to enjoy. No, it's very easy to enjoy. (laughs) Agreed. I think it's great. I don't give a shit what anyone says. Yeah, no, it makes me happy. I saw that one rather late compared to the rest of them, but I, I do really enjoy it. I saw that one in theaters, in a mall theater in Los Angeles. That's cool. Yeah. Another franchise that I deeply love that I didn't get to talk about last time are the Phantasm movies. Ah, yes. What a weird thing those become. Like, (laughs) there's one movie that's just footage off the cutting room floor from the first movie. (laughs) And it's not the second movie or third. I I believe it's like the fourth movie. (laughs) It is the fourth movie. (laughs) and it works by god somehow it works yeah it's incredible (laughs) yeah the like i I used this word earlier but the inventiveness just uh is one of the things that makes me really appreciate that franchise (laughs) Uh, and i genuinely think the tall man is scary i think the orbs are scary yes Mm mm-hmm I love that Fangoria commercial with him in it that they used to show at the draft house all the time, which I'm sure you could probably find on YouTube. Yeah, I'll find it for Uh, you guys. 
Yeah. But yeah, love the tall man. That's a franchise I didn't see until I became an adult and moved in with my current roommates. Uh, that's I, I, I was completely new to that franchise. And I'm so glad that I uh, found it as an adult. I don't think... Well, one, Kid Me would have been too creeped out by the first movie probably to keep watching those. Mm. Because there's a lot of, like, graveyard stuff. And I was just a spooked kid when it came to graveyards. You mean you were scared of them? Oh, yes. Mm. I was really scared of zombies. Like, Kid Me totally just thought they were the scariest thing. Wow, that's interesting. Huh. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I also enjoy this franchise. It's just bananas to me about how different each one was. It's like, well, now we're going to make an action horror movie. Now we're going to do some, this. And it's just like everything, yeah. it was so different each time. And it worked each time, which was surprising. Did you like Ravager? I never saw, that's the last one, right? Yeah. I did not watch that one yet. I heard okay. it's bad. It's okay. It's not the best movie. It's not the worst movie, but it. I think it makes some interesting choices. I don't okay. dislike it. Um, it's on Shudder. They're all on Shudder. Oh, okay. So check it, check it out. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then another all-time favorite franchise that I didn't talk about that I wanted to maybe go through the movies with you. It depends on, I don't know if you've seen them all. But Halloween. Halloween, I've seen a good chunk. Not all of them, though. Okay. I know you've seen the first one, which is a damn stone-cold classic. It is. It's perfect. It's a perfect movie. I love it so much. It's still scary to me. It is terrifying. Uh, (laughs) In fact, uh, the Alamo Drafthouse in our um, city recently put up a display in their draft house of a mannequin of Michael Myers standing behind some laundry sheets. That's terrifying. Which draft house? Is <laughs> That's it- like one of the so worst the- parts of that movie. <laughs> like scariest, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, it is. Cause it's broad daylight when he's doing it. I know. Ugh. 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 And then the second film does some interesting things with lore and it gets a little weirder. I, I can't, uh, release the image in my mind of that hospital fire. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, that sticks with me. Sticks with me. Do you have anything to say about Halloween 2 specifically? It's been a long time since I've seen it, but I do remember that hospital fire very vividly. Yeah, for some reason that sticks with me. I don't even have like a specific... It just does. Yeah. Um, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, which is a much maligned film. I love this movie. Yeah, it wasn't what fans were looking for at the time. But if you watch it as like a movie just on its own, it's great. It has stupid, weird witchcraft in it. There's haunted children. There's a creepy commercial. It's perfect. I think it's a good time. I really like it. Now, here's one. I have to actually look at the Wikipedia page because I don't know what exactly happens in it. Even though I watched it last year. Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. This one is, of course, this is the one where we return with to Michael Myers. And uh, there's a little girl who dresses up oh. as a clown. And he starts, and then uh, Loomis is still after him in this movie. Uh, it's, it's fairly interesting. It's a little 
Adol, let me look something up because I think this is where this happens, but I need to make sure. Are you talking about the man in black? Yes. Is that that movie? I don't know yet. That's what I was also looking up. So you read my mind. (laughs) Because I'm like, I can't remember if that's four or five. I don't remember, but I've seen four and five and they're both entertaining. Let's just put it that way. I like that one. Or hold on. Let's let's talk about four. Uh, That is the one that introduces Jamie, Daniel Harris. Um, Mm -hmm. who shows up in the Rob Zombie movies. Um, And I actually think, like, that one is really spooky because it's just a kid being terrorized the whole movie. Yeah. But the next movie, Halloween 5, okay, I'm going to... I need to figure out which one of these is the one with the man in black. I think it's Halloween 5. I think it might be Halloween 5. Okay, you're absolutely right. I, I'm yeah. confirming this. Yes. Um, <laughs> this movie's very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like, the, that's the easiest way to say it. Because <laughs> there's, there's like telepathy and there's runes and the runes are like supposed to be spooky witch uh, cult vibes but like they don't really i guess like they took a lot of that part of the script out so like it doesn't really make any sense in the uh bits that eventually make it to screen oh my god (laughs) yeah uh he's he's under the influence of a witch cult centered around the ancient rune of thorn driven to kill his bloodline um yeah, the subplot was largely minimized, resulting in audience and critics expressing expressing some confusion. <laughs> That's the same way I felt when I was watching it. But it's like such an interesting concept, though, because they follow this up with The Curse of Michael Myers, where yes. they kind of go into this cult, weird witch cult shit to kind of explain w- why he is what he is. And it like it, it that... Is shit that I didn't know about, and I think it's fascinating now. I like it. I like seeing baby Paul Rudd uh, explain the cult of Michael Myers to everyone. (laughs) That was one I didn't see. The first time I saw it was last year when we watched the entire franchise, and uh, we're actually still uh, continuing that. We're going to watch Halloween and Halloween Kills very, very soon. Nice, Um, Nice. Me and my roommate. But um, me and M. But yeah, that one is kind of goofy. Donald Pleasance is there. It's it's just a weird time. I, I don't dislike this movie, but I remember thinking it wasn't as good as what had come before it. And what had come before it was already kind of middling. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm, but mm. until, until we get to 1998's Halloween H2O. I love which, this movie. I think this movie's terrible. <laughs> really? I love it yes. so much. I think what they do with Laurie's character is not very interesting. I think the, the only parts I like about it are um, that... Is this one with LL Cool J? Yes. Yeah, I like LL Cool J. I like, I like that it's directed by one of the Friday the 13th directors, Steve Miner. But I just didn't think this movie was very good. <laughs> I thought it was kind of a cool idea. Admittedly, I haven't seen it for decades now, but like I thought it was kind of a cool idea that she kind of was like hiding from her old life and then it just kind of comes back to haunt her. 
and I may have had a big crush on Josh Hartnett at the time. We'll never, <laughs> we'll never know. So, I mean, I just thought it was interesting, but like, uh, the, the new Halloween, the one that came out in 2018, uh, that is basically a different version of, of what H2O is like, uh, yeah, H2- it's H20. I said H2O. It's this water. Okay. Halloween water. <laughs> Which is so stupid. I know. They shouldn't have fucking named it. I'll never forget MST3K did like, they used to riff on trailers every, as a special. And Mike Nelson just said, now we're going to watch the trailer for Halloween water. And I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> so. Did you ever see Resurrection from 20? 20- I did. Uh, that movie's bananas. That movie's crazy. If only for the subplot where it's a reality TV show and it's hosted by Tyra Banks and Buster Rhymes. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my like, God. What? Okay. What a choice. I know. Uh, it's not a great movie, but the interesting choices being made once again. For sure. And then we get to my favorites, uh, <laughs> which I don't know. why. I just love them. The two Rob Zombie movies, Halloween and Halloween 2, also underappreciated, in my opinion. Yeah, I I know that there's a small but strong fan base for these films, and I have not yet seen them failure. So I'd like to try and watch them this year, this Halloween, uh, especially since it seems to be like the year of fucking Michael Myers. I mean, he's back in theaters. It's, yeah, it's it's a good time to watch a Halloween. If you've never seen a Halloween, treat yourself to a Halloween. One. You can start anywhere. Yes, yeah. yes. We'll, we'll watch the first one, please. I think you should watch the first one regardless of where you are in your Halloween journey. Like if you're rewatching them, if you're starting for the first time, watch that first movie. Um, uh, I would even recommend uh, the first of the Rob Zombie films. Uh for this journey to start this. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, no, they're just a good time. Uh, The 2018 Halloween uh, that um, David Gordon Green directed, I really, really liked it. Yeah, it was good. It was, I I did not expect to like it. Yeah. I also did not expect to like it either. And um, (laughs) I was really impressed by it. It's like a, it's a movie for, uh, it's like a, a great movie for final girls growing up to be tough ass women. And I, I like that, that narrative. Yeah. It's a great narrative. Uh, it literally takes place after the events of the first film, like 40 years later. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it handles it in a much better light than the 20 years later take on it which i think you were also saying yes Uh, the water take the water take was um well it was interesting but not as good as as this no yeah this has just a lot of stuff that i don't really want to talk about because i think it spoils the movie and i and i want to encourage people to see it but first you gotta watch the og you you gotta um and if, and if you're, I, I, I would urge people to watch the Rob Zombie movies as well. Mm-hmm. Um, good times. They're just good times. He has like a whole, uh, we like to call it a juggalo aesthetic around my house. Kind of <laughs> like, <laughs> so it's a little hot topic-y, but 
I appreciate that. I don't know. I think he has a good eye. I've always liked him. And, uh, he, you know, when that one heavy metal girl group from Japan was out, he toured with them. Baby metal. Baby, baby metal. And he said some hilarious takedowns of people who were, like, saying, don't tour with them. They're not metal. And he's like, man, when did you when did you stop being such a cranky... When did you start being such a cranky old fuck? They're metal as fuck. And I love him. <laughs> he's also doing a movie version of The Munsters, which I think is perfect for him since he wrote Dracula, inspired by the yeah. Dracula. And I just... I am... Um, I, I'm excited to see that a lot. Yeah, I'm very interested on his take on that. It's going to be... Is it going to be like a PG movie? I'm not sure. Um, the, <laughs> I only found out about it recently because he posted a behind-the-scenes image of that hot rod jacket that... Uh, uh, what's... Uh, the dad wore in that episode where he has that car. And so... Herman Monster. Yes, and so I'm, I don't know, but I, either way, I, I think he'll have a good eye for it. Like his hot toppy, hot topic kind of eye, I think will be perfect for it. Yeah, no, those are compliments in, in my eyes uh, yeah. when I say them, when I say them specifically about Rob Zombie. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's kind of it for me for franchises. Was there anything we overlooked that you wanted to talk about? Well, there was one franchise that, um... I watched only the second one of, but my dad's a huge fan of it, and it's wacky as fuck. It is Jeepers Creepers. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the first one in the theater. I remember literally being, like, emotionally and spiritually exhausted after 9-11 and just being like, we're going to see this movie, like, as yeah. a family, and just hating it collectively. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. It brought us together, our hatred of that movie. <laughs> My dad loves that movie, and so we went to the second one, which I thought was entertaining. Uh, so, and I know there's a third one, and I don't know. It came out fairly recently, because it's one of those franchises that has, like, a really, really small fan base, but they're, like, super supportive of it. So it took a billion years for them to get one made after the second movie, but uh, oh. they did. I didn't know that. Did you see the... Um goodness uh the final destination films i liked those i didn't see them all but those were um, fun i've seen three and i liked the three i saw uh <laughs> huge fan of the first one i was in high school when it came out and i love the second one which is bananas and the third one was really good too okay i don't really remember what i saw they all kind of melt together for me to yeah. be perfectly frank i remember the first one really well but that's about it so they all kind shout, of shout out to those because they still kind of linger in my psyche though. Yeah, the the <laughs> whole thing kind of revolves around like the main character of each of these films has a premonition of a terrible accident, and then they and a small group of people end up avoiding the accident, and then death starts to hunt them down individually because they were supposed to die in this accident. So the first one, it's a plane crash, and the second one, it's a highway accident. And then the third one, it's a roller coaster. Okay, I have seen all three of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there there's go. like five of five or six of them total, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, there's a fuck ton. And uh, yeah. I don't think we talked about this one, but um, they're making a new Scream movie. Oh, I thought we talked about that, but I might be conflating it with conversations I had with you off mic. 
Yeah, I don't think we talked about Scream. Oh, okay. Screams are great. Just rewatched the first three, like, fairly recently, like, within the last month. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're great. Yes, they're perfect. <laughs> I've never seen the fourth one, though. The fourth one is dumb fun. Okay. I okay. like. I liked it. I okay. thought it was really fun. I watched that recently with a friend, and I need to rewatch it. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that new one because Neff Campbell's in it and David Arquette and Courtney Cox are all in it. Yeah. I, uh, I'm interested to see what they do. I mean, I don't even think those movies are scary. I think they're really mild and really, um, not really what I'm looking for in a horror film. But then all of a sudden when I sit and watch them, I'm having so much fun. So it's got that going for it. So I don't know why I always think of them as lesser whenever I like separate myself from the actual experience of watching them. I was really young when I saw the first scream in a theater and I vividly remember being quite terrified by some scenes in it. But then by the end of the movie, the big reveal, as it were, I was laughing and it was the first time I ever like, I, I loved evil dead my whole life, but it was the first time I realized that horror movies can be just more than just scaring the shit out of you. They can be funny. They can be action packed they can be so many things. And it was like, that was the movie where it really sunk in for me, the versatility of horror films. Uh, recently, um, at my birthday, I had a quiz where I said, what was my favorite plot twist in film? And all my friends thought it was Planet of the Apes plot twist. But no, it was Scream's plot twist. And the reason for that is because I was so young when I saw it. That blew my fucking mind. I didn't know much <laughs> about slashers. And so to see that turn around as it was, as, as what, who the killers were, I loved it. I think my like watershed, uh, kid brain mind blower movie was the sixth sense. Like I remember being like that twist and talking about that twist for like days later with my mom. (laughs) It is a quite a big, it's a very effective twist of that movie. I know Especially kinda... when you're 11 years old when you see it. <laughs> yeah. It's like he effect he hit it very well. And mm-hmm. uh and the reveal of it was quite well done. It's ve- it was very Hitchcockian of him to be honest. Yeah, it's I don't even know I, I haven't rewatched that movie in a very very long time, but I wonder how I would feel about it as an adult. Just him being so maligned now and i mean he's slowly coming back i shouldn't say that i haven't seen any of his new stuff but you've talked up some of it in mm-hmm. the past and i definitely need to give him another shot mr Shyamalan. yeah the visit i thought was really good and i, liked I didn't his like con- it you didn't <laughs> i did not i thought it was um oh wait not the visit i'm thinking of the village oh i like the village too I didn't like The Village. I, I've never seen The vi- Visit. Sorry. The Visit was his big comeback film when he started working with Bloomhouse Pictures. And then uh, I liked his conclusion to Unbreakable and uh, Split. Oh, what the hell was it called? And I'm just like, uh, I thought those were both pretty good. Uh, the whole, all three of them. And then um, I haven't seen his new one, Old, okay. yet. So... But yeah, The Visit is just kind of a straight up kind of like a horror mystery. And he has some very effective creepy scenes in it. And it's also very touching. 
uh, not quite as heavy. Like the one thing about Shyamalan that kind of grinds my gears when I rewatch his films is that they're all when you rewatch them, they're all really heavy handed with symbolism and shit. And that's the one thing that just drives me up the fucking wall. <laughs> and I, I just, I can't. It's just like one of those things where you don't see it when you're watching it. But then when you watch it again, it's like, my God, relax. And I just, um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, the visit was just kind of a straight up kind of like mystery horror film. And I liked it quite a bit. Okay. I'm going to have to check it out. Kind of deviated from our franchise talk but it's good to just like talk about movies yeah there's so many horror movies out there and uh there's a lot of franchises actually that i'd like to try and get into and kind of experience like uh some that i i don't know much about and the one that comes to mind right away uh is um well that saw series that Dusty yeah i I Uh, was just about to say i'm literally uh getting all of the movies so I can watch them. Nice. I just, I feel like it's an interesting, there are lots of, there were lots of different horror movies floating around this time period. Like just recently, just this year, I watched all the Resident Evil movies, which are horror action, but man, those are fun. I love them. Yeah. I I love uh, most of them. I wouldn't say all of them, but I love most of them. (laughs) Yeah. And so Saw (laughs) would be a cool one to get into. And Saw had like a, a kind of weird checkered, past because uh at the time saw came out um hostel also came out and the word torture porn was starting to be thrown around for the first time which i feel like maligned a lot of really good films that were just very gory and then just got that term stamped on it and then everyone kind of avoided it and this was kind of spurned on to by shithead joss whedon who wrote a huge essay about torture porn and how it's violence against women, like the fucking hypocrite he is. So, (laughs) wow. So, so this is kind of, but now that we're in the future and away from this time period, I don't think people, huh? Just the way you said that now that we're in the future. Yes. In the future, in the shining future, the Federation's here. So, (laughs) Uh, now I just feel like that term is like, it's so archaic and I bet you a lot of young people wouldn't even know what it is. And, um, I want to see like these movies that I think were just, I just think they were really gory movies. And then people just, just kind of tried to Wrote scare it away. Yeah. I also yeah. Would like to watch all the ring movies, the, the Japanese ones, Ringu. I've only seen the first two. And I remember really liking both of them. Mm. Uh, they're a lot slower than I remember, but I think I was just watching them when I was sleepy. And I'm very sensitive to slow movies um, <laughs> when I'm sleepy. Um, did you ever see the Wreck trilogy? That's another one that I really like. I saw the American remake, which was Quarantine. And I like that. Oh, yeah. Okay, I haven't seen Quarantine now. The Spanish language films Wreck are so much fun. The third movie kind of gets away from like the found footage nature of the first two, but it does it in this really like wild, fun way that makes that movie quite memorable. Mm-hmm. I'll have to check these out. There's a lot of really good movies out there to watch. And um, don't be scared of watching an old horror movie 
And don't be scared of watching something that's just from a few years ago. You never know what you're going to find. And you yeah, can you always never find know. something good. You sure can. I don't know. I can't remember our schedule for the rest of the month if we're going to have another movie talk. But we should definitely scatter in more horror talk. Just, just because we like it so much. <laughs> yes, agreed. Horror movies are very near and dear to my heart. Um, I was raised by a parent who loved horror movies, grew up with, you know, Black Sabbath, Black Sunday, you know, Godzilla movies, monster movies all throughout his childhood. And, you know, in the 70s and 80s, loved Halloween, loved all those weird 80s junk movies, and then just showed them to me. I and, also had this parent. Taste yes. was a little more mainstream, but still, I, I also had this parent who was showing me these movies way too young. Yes. And when I was having nightmares, would just say, I thought you thought they were funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another franchise I want to get into, It's Alive. Because I watched It's Alive recently, and fuck, that movie's great. And there's like five I've never of them. seen it. You haven't? Okay. Oh, shit. It's just a basically no, demon to... baby. I love it. All right, I'll get on that. And okay. I also need to finish the Paranormal Activity movies, because I really like those. And yeah, that I'm was a franchise that. that got better as it started going along. Yep, I like all that weird witch stuff they bring up for that. Yeah, that's a that's a movie where uh, it was a movie that it's interesting to think about now because it was like it was a very um, viral kind of horror movie where it was like a very low budget movie that was getting just all this attention because people were saying they were terrified of it. And um, I remember a lot of the commercials just as used to be reaction shots of the audience who were just terrified of it. And everyone I knew at the time, from horror aficionado to horror uh, aversion, loved it. And then I went to go see it and I'm like, it's okay. But then I saw the second one and I'm like, this is good. And then the third one, I'm like, this is great. <laughs> and and it, it, seriously, it just got better. <laughs> Yeah, those movies are great. I really like... I like that they um, just keep getting weirder. And then they did that offshoot, the marked ones, which was also really good. And yeah, good times with the Paranormal Activity movies. Yes. I could go on. This has been a delight. This has been a delight. Uh, We hope that uh, you found some movies you'd like to watch. Or if you have some opinions or anything or want more information you can email us at badlandgirls at gmail.com and we are love to share our knowledge with you because desi and i have so much fucking horror knowledge and it's from it intersects sometimes but that sometimes it doesn't like here's a good example of like how destiny's and i's tastes are very let's say what it was diverse very uh yeah, divergent not divergent but very just like very in like in, all encompassing. She came over my oh. house a long time ago and we were going to watch two John Carpenter movies in a row, but I had just got this weird movie called the iron rose from Netflix disc in the mail. It was the BC this time period. So, <laughs> and so we watched the fog. We both loved it. And then we watched the iron rose, which is completely different. And we both love that too. And because of that, we got into genre. <laughs> and I just, I love watching horror movies with Destiny because she's always so open to any new horror experience. And she's one of my favorite horror movie watching buddies. Remember when we oh. watched the video dead? 
Yes, the video <laughs> dead. There was this period when like right after my mom died, but before we started the podcast where Bria would come over almost every week and we would just watch a horror movie together. That is so true. <laughs> oh, it was the best. Oh, we need to start doing that again. Oh my God, we should. I remember we should, that. We I was sitting on her bed. And we were watching the video dead on a little TV and it was great. Yes. Optimal experience. The video dead is so good. It is. It is. <laughs> but yeah, no, I love watching horror movies with you too. Yes. That is one of my favorite things. Oh, I wish I could hug you right now. I'll see you Aww. next week. So I'll hug you. Then. Yeah. 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 Looking forward to it. <laughs> yes. Uh, next week we're doing our haunted hay rack ride as a little friend group. So we'll report back on that. Which I'm sure will be hilarious. Mm-hmm. We will have a small child with us. I think I've mentioned this already, but I just keep mentioning it because I'm very curious to see how this is going to roll out, people. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I really don't because I I had to convince one of our friends, and she and she because she was a hard sell, which is totally fine. It's not for everyone. And then we have a child coming, so I'm just like, this is going to be entertaining at the very least. Yes. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> yes. Very much looking forward to it. Uh, but yes, thank you for listening. And uh, I'm really glad that we decided to bump this to two episodes because there was so much fun to talk about horror franchises even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could go on. Like, there's just so much like that I still need to see. Like, that's the best part that they're just there's always more movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the really is the best <laughs> part. Uh, but you can find us on abnormal mappings network, uh, abnormal mapping.com slash badland girls. And again, email us, which stuff, which shit, which questions. Yeah. Ask if you have questions for a witch badland girls at gmail.com. If you have recommendations for music, we should listen to movies. We should watch like we love getting letters. So please badland girls at gmail.com. Yeah. And, uh, check out destiny on her other, podcast repertory screenings is there a new movie yet yes no not yet because we moved (laughs) we were supposed to record today but then we moved it because uh i think one of them was overbooked so okay we have not recorded the jacques tati's playtime episode yet but we will be very soon okay cool thank you uh but yes we will be back next week to talk about more horror shit and we hope you tune in and enjoy until next time Always, always pizza, pizza rolls. rolls. Woo. Spooky rolls. <laughs>